When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. This is episode 53 of the show. My fun and very funny friend, Rebecca of simplyrebecca.com is here today. And because the show is coming out on April 1st, otherwise known as April Fool's Day, we thought it would be fun to talk about some of the ways we like to fool around in our free time. So we're going to be talking TV, books, apps, and that favorite of all internet time wasters, the online quiz. All of that will be coming up in just a bit. But first, let's start the show the way we always do with Awesome of the Week. Rebecca, what do you have for us this week? So, Awesomes, I have a confession here to make. I sent Megan a text message, and I had to full-blown ask for permission to share this <laughs> as my Awesome of the Week. And the reason why is because, once again, it is podcast-related. Well, The podcast sure. that we just cannot stop talking about. And yeah. I'm like, Megan, am I allowed to use this? Because... <laughs> We just talk about them all the time. We're going to reach internet stalker status here pretty soon. And is it okay? We basically want them to officially say that we're their sister show. I mean. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is it. Yeah. We talk about them a lot because Knox and Jamie of the podcast are amazing. And all four of us are highly entertained by their show. So, of course, it's going to come up on here a lot. Okay. That's it. They're our sister show. There you go. It's official now. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't get a vote, but we'll just say it is. (laughs) So their most recent episode that came out, well, it came out this last Wednesday, is episode 135. They did a deep dive into emoji anthropology. And I got to tell you, Megan, I did not realize that there was so much that I did not know about emojis. (laughs) And I loved it. I was just eating it up. I could not get enough. They educated me that emojis originated in Japan, and maybe everybody in the world knows this, but I did not. They told me that the laughing, crying emoji is the most used emoji in, like, all time. I which, fully believe that. Yeah, I use, I it, use it, 
Yes, I use it constantly, and I never use just one. You have to no, use no. like three or four, at maybe least, five, like minimum three, if you're going <laughs> yes, to use that ex- one. <laughs> exactly, and then just the contrast between Jamie's perspective and Knox's perspective was just hilarious. Jamie is team all the emojis all the time, yes, and Knox is team no, right, <laughs> yes. I just loved it. That's so funny. And, and I thought that was so funny, too, because Knox is, in Myers-Briggs personality type, he is an INTJ, like my husband. My husband is also very anti-emoji. When I try to text him anything with emoji, you know, punctuation added, he's like, why, why are you doing that? You know I hate that. <laughs> so since I can't text them to my husband, I use them copiously with other friends, such as you. So... Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, Megan, do you have your phone close by? I let's, do, yes. Okay, pull up your phone and okay. let's look at our most recent emojis and you tell me what you have on your list. Like the ones that are maybe on the top row? Yes. Is that how you can tell? Okay. Well, no, the, it, oh. well, going down. Oh, going down? Actually. Those are your most used ones? Yeah, your most, so the top and then all the way down the side <gasps> and then the next one and then the next and the next. Okay. Under the little yeah. clock. You see the clock there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that's how you know your most used emojis. Okay, so what is your top emoji? The the first one is the laugh cry. I'm telling you I use it. Me too. Me too. Generously, yes. And I have to tell you, I told, I talked about your emoji use with my husband one time. (laughs) (laughs) I've never told you this story. (laughs) But I told him, I said, I love that Megan uses the squinty eye smiling emoji a lot because when she smiles, she has squinty eyes. And so it's just so appropriate. It's true. I feel like they made that one just for me, for sure. So looking at your emojis and your most recently used ones, do you you have anything that stands out is like, this one is strange. Why am I using this one a lot? Or there's a story here. Man, I don't know. I I feel fully justified in all of my emoji use. So no, I don't think any of them are strange. <laughs> now, I, is is the poop emoji in I, your most frequently used? No. Now, I, I find the poop emoji to be quite crass. So I never use that what? one. What? <laughs> A mom of toddler twin boys and you do not right. text your girlfriends the poop emoji? I do not because I have enough poop in my life without needing it to be on my phone. I never use that one. I'm not kidding. It's nowhere on my most recently used one. So I do you a- have the poop emoji in well, yours? Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> Okay, but probably my strangest one, or the one that's the most, uh, this is totally Rebecca, Yeah, is the rose one. The red oh. rose is in mine a lot. And you know why? Because of The Bachelor? Because of The Bachelor. <laughs> yes. My Monday nights have just not been the same. Uh, I am so sad over the finale of The Bachelor. I mean, um, I'm happy. Right. Awesome. I'm happy with how it turned out. But... Um, I'm sad that I don't have my normal Monday night viewing activity. So do you give roses out for, does rose equal that's good or you win or what is that equal in your texting? Oh, no, it's just when I'm texting my other friends who are also 
amazingly obsessed with The Bachelor. Ah. I have to just include a row of lots of hearts and lots of roses and just all the things. My, I feel like my emoji list is pretty representative of an ENFP personality type. I have um, the party hat, you know, like the party Mm -hmm. and confetti one. I use that a lot. I use the dancing girls, both the Spanish dancer and the, you know, like side by side Yes. Like high kick the, dancing girls, that would get used a lot. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I use 100 a lot. Like, okay, why do you? 100? Why do people use that? No, I don't get uh, that one because it's a perfect score. Like, that's perfect. Oh, sports, sports reference is that? No, no. <laughs> like, <I'm, laughs> Rebecca, did you go to school? <laughs> like a hundred on a test or an exam or an essay. Okay, Miss X teacher. Okay. <laughs> You looked at me like I just confessed like the worst thing ever that I do not get that emoji. Well, I use 100 a lot for things that are perfect. So anyway, that's so fun. You know what? It's so fun it would be to see everybody's like screenshot of like these are my top emojis. Be really yes, fun. okay, yes, guaranteed. Hey, so everybody really should go listen to the podcast. It was yes. episode 135, emoji anthropology. They deep dive into the history hidden meanings, secondary meanings to emojis that you might not be aware of. I mean, it's it's just hilarious. I loved it. Hilarious as always. One of their best for sure. Okay, well, my awesome of the week this week is maybe a little bit self-indulgent. I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. I recorded with Laura, our, one of our other co-hosts. I recorded for the first time a Facebook Live video for the Sorta Awesome Facebook page. It was so much fun. It was so fun. I do have to tell you that Laura and I both were super nervous, like, like very beyond even like giggly nervous, like, like legit nervous to record it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not like you, Rebecca. When you get in front of a camera, I feel like you just come alive. You are not nervous. You just talk and it's all so natural. And I am not that way at all. I like to have my script in front of me. I'm perfectly fine to sit behind a mic. But for people to see me, I mean, you can see me and you know, I'm pretty, I'm all over the place. I'm kind of spazzy when I'm recording and I don't like for people to see that part of the process. (laughs) And I kept trying to go over with Laura like, okay, so what are we going to say? Then what do we say next? And she's like, listen, we don't have to script this. And I was thinking inside, but I need a script. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, it went very well. It really did end up being so much fun. We had never tried it before. We kind of were experimenting. We were just trying to see, like, can people comment? We only saw a few comments come through live while we were recording it. But then it Facebook does go ahead and just put that video on your page for you. And then people can comment on it whenever they watch it. So as you know, Rebecca, a long time ago on the show, I talked about Periscope. And how much fun it was when it first came out and those types of things. And I have talked about how I've since dropped Periscope out of my life. (laughs) Yes, you got me addicted to it and then abandoned the whole platform. Yes, yes. But I do think that uh, that Facebook Live has the the potential to be really a lot of fun for pages to connect with their people, whether it is a celebrity or a newscaster. I mean, here in Oklahoma, as we move into springtime weather, we have lots and lots of weather advisories and all of that stuff firing up. So our local news teams are are using Facebook Live to communicate, okay, you need to be careful of the weather today. 
So I think it has so much potential to be fun. We are definitely going to be doing more Facebook Live videos on the Sorta Awesome page. And I told the co-host, y'all just run with it. And I'm hoping, especially Rebecca, will take me up on that. And we'll, you'll get to see our faces more than you have in the past. So yeah, so that was my Awesome of the Week, getting to do Facebook Live. It was really fun to have Laura here. She was in Oklahoma visiting family and doing some other things. And so while she was here, we recorded together. That's next week's episode. But we did get to do that fun little thing of recording with Facebook Live. I love so. it. I'm so jealous. I can't wait till I can like see you in person someday. I know. I know. Me too. Okay. So it is April 1st as this episode comes out, which means it's April Fool's Day. Rebecca, I have to ask you first, what is your general opinion about April Fool's Day? Do you love April Fool's? Do you hate it? Are you just kind of meh about it? Where do you land? I kind of hate it. I do too, frankly. Let's talk about why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason why I kind of hate it is because it doesn't seem like it's ever fun little pranks. It's more like people just lying to you and you having to figure out that they are lying. Yeah. Um, You know, this morning I was walking the girls to school and we were talking about April Fool's Day and Eliza Joy, our second grader, who thinks that pranks are hilarious no matter what day of the year it is. We were talking about this, and she was like, Mom, I need you to get me some pranking supplies. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, first of all, no, no one's taking pranking supplies to school. <laughs> but secondly, like, what would that even be? <laughs> I'm scared to think about what that would involve. <laughs> I also really actually hate April Fool's Day. Now, I have a good sense of humor. I, I don't, I'm not grouchy about a lot of things. But here's, I've been thinking about like, why do I hate April Fool's Day so much? I think it's because number one, I'm really naive and believe people really easily. And then number two, when I do believe them, and then it's just a joke, I feel really outsmarted. And I think it hurts my ego if somebody (laughs) tricks me. (laughs) I think I could echo that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a mess. One of my girlfriends was in a minor car accident. It wasn't bad, but she was in a minor car car accident on April Fool's Day. She oh. called her husband for help, and he did not believe her. Oh, because gosh. it was April Fool's Day. Yeah. She ended up crying on the phone with him, oh. and finally, when she was crying, he was like, "Oh, like you really are telling me the truth." <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> It is terrible. Yeah, why do we have April Fool's Day? Why do Ugh. we? We should have done the research on that, but neither of us are fans. If you are a fan of April Fool's Day, come tell us why. Maybe you can persuade us to come over to the pro April Fool's Day side. But for now, I think Rebecca and I are not that into it. But one thing that Rebecca and I both are very good at and very into is finding ways to fool around in our free time. Although, Rebecca and I both, as we were coming up with some of this stuff to talk about, I think both of us realized we don't actually have as much free time as we thought we did. Maybe that, maybe we have less now than we have in the past, but we thought it'd be fun to come up with some things to talk about that we like to do as we are fooling around in our free time. The internet offers a plethora of things to do in your free time. Rebecca, what are some of your favorites online? Well, my number one time waste for any given day is always hands down Facebook. Yes. I, I can't get away from it. Yeah. And I, it's like that 
uh, you know, you like love to hate it type app mm -hmm. on my phone. Um, I, and then Instagram is like a, you know, another one that I really love to go to. But I got to talk to you a little bit about YouTube. You know, we did yes. a whole YouTube episode. Uh huh. And I have this new obsession on YouTube that I can't stay away from. And it's BuzzFeed on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I watch their videos all the time. And they are like, you know, BuzzFeed videos are like the jelly beans of the internet. You think, well, I'm just going to eat one. And then pretty soon you've eaten like the whole bag. And <laughs> you feel sick because it's like now 1230 in the morning. And you should have gone to bed like two hours ago. What is it about them that's so addicting that you just keep watching one after another, do you think? Well, they're so fascinating and they're like short. So you think, oh, just one ah, more. Right. And then another related video will pop up and then you just you deep dive down that trail and oh, just one more, just one more. Um, but they have a couple like series that they're working on that I've really enjoyed. One is called Ladylike and yeah. they have these women who test out different beauty products or different beauty trends. One of their videos was women wear mom jeans for a week. And then they like, <laughs> you know, they like document like, what was it like? What did you wear with it? Do you love mom jeans now or hate them? You know, things like that. Right. There's another series called Test Friends where okay. they do like different experiments with each other. Um, like one was getting a snake massage. One was doing CrossFit. <laughs> wait, for wait, what? <laughs> See, I'm don't you want to watch? <laughs> wait, I have a terrible image in my head of what getting a snake massage would look and feel like. Is it what I think? Yeah, you lay down on a table and oh these gosh. snake handlers come and put snakes <gasps> on your back. I want to die right now. Why would anyone do that, Rebecca? For YouTube, doing it for the hits. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I actually feel like I'm going to pass out. I cannot even handle thinking about this. Okay, all right, now that I'll have nightmares for a week, please continue. Another series they did is they did uh, CrossFit for two months, and then they, you know, documented how their bodies changed and how they felt, and um, men wearing makeup for a week. Like they just do like all these different experiments and like push themselves out of their comfort zone and all these different ways. And I just, I can't stop watching them. I am profoundly disturbed. I like, I, I have looked I'm, so troubled. I was not even listening to the rest of that list. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I just, that is, that is horrible. <laughs> okay. okay. Megan, okay. what do you waste time on online? <laughs> okay, well, I'm like you. I mean, the usual social media things, will they will ensnare me in their trap, Facebook. I've recently started playing around with Twitter again, Rebecca. I have not been active on Twitter for literally years because it was so overstimulating to me. I had Laura, our friend and co-host, had her give me a mini tutorial. And she had some really good tips, didn't she? She had some amazing tips. And it has really revolutionized my enjoyment of Twitter. So I've been doing that. Um, I'm kind of in and out with Instagram. Sometimes I'm really into it and sometimes I'm not. But it's a great way if you're just, especially if you um, have some free time when you're waiting in line for something, you know, maybe kid pickup line or whatever. It's, it's great to open up and scroll through. I have to say my newest thing that I'm into that I love to spend my free time doing, and I don't even know that this is necessarily a time waster, 
but it definitely does take up a lot of my free time if I really allow myself to indulge in it, is the internet, um, is the newsletter, which we've talked about this a little bit on the show before. In fact, I think one of my awesomes of the week in the past has been the Two Bossy Dames newsletter, which is just filled with all kinds of links and commentary and articles. So that's the first one that I really got into. Since then, I've picked up a few more that I have really been loving. There's one by a guy named Nick Kwa, and it's all about the podcast industry. It's super Mm. fascinating. It's called Hot Pod, and I'll put a link to all of these newsletter signups in my show notes if you guys want to check them out. But he has extremely insightful commentary about... Um, This industry, like who are the movers and shakers, what organizations are making which decisions, big change-ups at at popular shows, just all kinds of podcast geekery included in the Hot Pod newsletter. So I'm always looking forward to that one. Okay, and then another one that I just signed up for, it's written by a woman named Carrie Fry, and it's called the Black Cardigan Newsletter. And it's kind of along the same lines as Two Bossy Dames in that it's written by a young woman. She uh, works online. She's a writer and an editor, and she just provides so many links to all different kinds of long reads, long form reads that you can check out, um, all kinds of just curated, interesting stuff from the internet and opening up any of these two bossy dames, the black cardigan one, um, hot pod. Those are just three that I'm into right now, but any of these newsletters that are filled with links, they are like candy to me. I just cannot, I cannot stop once I (laughs) started checking out some of the links and it's so fun. And, um, I just feel like I come away with, huh, I learned some new stuff today, too. So that's why I think it's maybe not so much of a time waster. It's a really fun and it feels like really indulgent way to spend my free time, like just super fascinating stuff to read and learn about. So, yeah, the newsletter genre is my thing right now. Well, that was much more intellectual than my BuzzFeed snake massage <laughs> videos that I've been wasting for, my time on. <laughs> we have something for everyone in this episode, <laughs> for sure. Okay, well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, one thing that I think most people across the board have played around with at one time or another on the internet is the online quiz. You can find a quiz for everything. Some of them serious, some of the ones that we have talked about that have to do with like personality types. The one at 16personalities.com is a favorite. Some of them are like really legit and they will tell you what you're looking for. And then some of them are just pure fun. So Rebecca and I thought it'd be fun to find a quiz to give to each other on air and And so we're going to get started with that right now. Rebecca, what did you find for me? Well, I'm going to give you the ultimate bravery test. And I have to say that I think that your reaction to the snake massage (laughs) might be some foreshadowing (laughs) into how you're going to respond to this quiz. (laughs) I was just about to ask if this is going to involve snakes. If snakes and or mice are involved, I am out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's get started then, shall we? Okay. Would you rather wrestle a bear, a lion, an alligator, tiger, or a boa constrictor? Um, wrestle? Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't want to wrestle any of those. I feel like I've watched enough Discovery Channel and Animal Planet. I feel like I could maybe hold my own with an alligator. I feel like I've, okay. I've picked up some tips and tricks along the way <laughs> for gator wrestling. So let's go with alligator. 
Would you rather be stranded in the Amazon rainforest, in the desert, on a deserted island, on top of a mountain, or in the middle of the ocean? Deserted island. Yeah, I feel confident in that choice. There's usually a lot of romance that ends up happening on deserted islands. <laughs> and at Would, least usually there's a beach too, so. Well, yes. <clears throat> Would you rather be in a tub full of spiders, snakes, bees, scorpions, or worms? Oh my gosh, out of all of those very horrible choices, I'm going to go with worms. <laughs> That's what I picked when I did the quiz. <laughs> Would you rather jump out of a plane Car, building, bridge, or tree? I mean, <laughs> I would hope that if I'm jumping out of any of those things, like, could I have a parachute if I jump out of a plane? Sure. Okay, then, then put me on the plane. I'm terrified equally of all of those <laughs> ideas. <laughs> <clears throat> would you rather live on Mars Pluto, Saturn, or Mercury. <laughs> Is Mercury what you're going for there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to make you repeat any of those. <laughs> I do have to say, though, that as, as freaked out as I am about snakes and also mice, the thought of being in space is also equally nightmarish for me. I can barely barely stand to watch any kind of space movie or anything like that. I did, however, watch The Martian. Matt Damon made Mars feel like it, it could be livable. So I'm going to go with Mars. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was the end. That was the last question. Oh. And the results are, you're brave most of the time. Interesting, because <laughs> I do not feel brave most of the time. Maybe like 10% of the time I feel brave. <laughs> fantastic okay what what ridiculous quiz do you have for me to take well rebecca i thought it would be so fun to give you the pottermore sorting hat quiz yeah okay, is that english I, I know i could tell by the look on your face that this is not usually something that you would do because i don't correct me if i'm wrong i don't think you have read harry potter you're not into the Harry Potter thing. No, I have not read Harry Potter. In fact, I don't know if you remember this, but way back when, when you did some Pinterest work for me, straightening up, organizing my Pinterest boards, you were asking me some questions about some of my boards. And you're like, why do you have a board called Ravenclaw? And what is that about? <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. <clears throat> well, friends... I have a Ravenclaw board on Pinterest because that is the kind of geek that I am. I loved the Harry Potter series, did in fact take the Pottermore quiz, and was so thrilled to have been sorted into the House of Ravenclaw at Hogwarts. Now you do, Rebecca, at least have like some kind of general framework for Hogwarts being the school in the Harry Potter series, yes? Yes, I think that's probably where... <laughs> That ends, though. Okay, so this will be fun. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the sorting hat quiz for you so that when the day comes that you do pick up the Harry Potter series and start reading it, you can know what house you identify with. I don't understand the house part. I thought this was a school. Oh, it, okay, it is a school. And within the school at Hogwarts, <laughs> there are four houses that you get sorted into. 
So when you go to Hogwarts, um, the first thing that you do is go through the sorting hat ceremony where this magical hat called the sorting hat is placed on your head. The hat looks inside of your heart and mind and soul and based on the kind of character that you have places you into one of the four houses at Hogwarts. And so those four houses are Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, and probably the most beloved of all, Gryffindor, which is the house that Harry and Hermione and Ron Weasley were all part of. So Okay, that's the back. Do it now. The great thing is to do the Sorting Hat quiz. You do not need any knowledge of Harry Potter at all. So we are just going to dive right in and see what house you're going to end up in, which will mean way more to me than it does to you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, Rebecca, if you had to choose between the two, dawn or dusk, which would you choose? Oh, dusk. I'm never up to dawn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now this one, maybe you do have to know a little bit more about Hogwarts. At Hogwarts, you're allowed to take a a pet, some kind of a magically uh, inspired pet. And so the question is, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? Are you ready for these choices? Yes, I am. Tabby cat, Siamese cat, ginger cat, black cat. So there's a lot of cat choices, right? Tawny owl, an owl is a popular pet choice at Hogwarts, Rebecca. Don't look so skeptical. Okay. <laughs> a tawny owl, a screech owl, a brown owl, or a barn owl, or, I'm going to skip through some of these, a common toad. Those choices are ridiculous. Yes. Um, I guess I'll go with a tabby cat. Okay. Which, okay, these, this is going to involve some mythical creatures. Don't overthink. Just... Go with your go with your gut on this. Which okay. of the following would you most like to study? Centaurs, goblins, mer people, mermaids and the like, ghosts, vampires, werewolves, or trolls? I will choose the mermaids. Okay, mer people, here we go. Which of the following would you most hate for people to call you? Ordinary, ignorant, cowardly selfish and those are the choices on that one. Oh, this is depressing i know um i let's go with ignorant okay okay once every century the flutterby bush produces flowers that adapt their scent to attract the unwary if it lured you it would smell of so what is your favorite smell of these things a crackling log fire the sea fresh parchment or home um a crackling fire okay which would you rather be envied imitated trusted praised liked or feared oh this this is hard (laughs) uh let's go with praised okay such an esfp answer (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that okay this one's easy left or right right all right here comes your answers rebecca you are gryffindor Is that a good thing? Is that what I'm saying? Is this my cue to celebrate? This is your cue to celebrate. That's great. Okay, yay. (laughs) Okay, well, I know plenty of you all have taken the sorting hat quiz as well. You know that we would love to hear what house you're in. In fact, we'll probably be discussing that later in the Facebook group. So just so you know, for the record, I am... Ravenclaw, Rebecca's Gryffindor. We can't wait to hear what house you are in. Okay, moving right along. Let's talk TV. You and I are both a fan of the hobby of binge-watching shows. 
I would love to talk a little bit about, first of all, when do you do your TV binge style watching? Most of mine would happen after the children are in bed and occasionally it'll happen during nap time. Okay. When mama just needs a break in the middle of the day and doesn't want to focus on anything of importance at all. And BuzzFeed doesn't have any new videos up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is it the same for you? Um, basically, although I really do not watch TV very much at all during the day. I usually just have too much going on to sit down. In fact, especially since the twins hardly ever nap anymore. So... Almost all of my TV watching, especially binge watching, is with Kyle in the evenings. That's how we finish out our day and we bond and connect over the shows that we're watching. So, yeah. Now, sometimes occasionally on a weekend when the uh, kiddos are all home and maybe playing outside or entertaining themselves somehow, sometimes I'll indulge in a little bit of binge watching. But mostly it's in the evenings. So what are some of your favorite series that you have binge watched or that you would recommend to others? Well, the very first show that I ever binge watched was Downton Abbey by getting the DVDs from the library. Yes. (laughs) And I would definitely recommend if you have an interest in Downton Abbey, binge watching it is an excellent way to do it because there's a lot of different characters that are moving in and out. And sometimes it's hard to keep track of like who is who. And I had the most success in that when I was watching it on DVD versus when I was watching it live. Right. But I would have to say that my my top three would be Grey's Anatomy, Parenthood, and Gossip Girl. Those are great suggestions. I didn't know you watched Grey's Anatomy. How did I not know that? Well, I did. Okay, I'm cheating here. I did not binge Grey's Anatomy. I've been watching that live in real time since the very beginning. But if you've never watched it, oh my word. The, I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but Izzy and Denny... And then with the addition of Addison when she came on the scene and that season six finale with the shooter, that was like (laughs) one of the most intense and best episodes I have ever watched on television. I mean, the show just, it's just so good and it stays so good. I don't know how it's still so good after all these years. Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, people who love Grey's really love Grey's. I've never watched it myself, so. Oh, well, I thought I... Detected a little bit of side eye in that segment there. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting the things that appeal to us. I just, I don't know. I've just never gotten in to Grey's. I've never watched Parenthood. I actually, I watched the... No! Stop! I know. Is this your April Fool's joke? You've never watched Parenthood? Well, okay. Let me correct myself. I did watch the pilot episode of Parenthood, and I was crying, and I was like, I don't need more things in my life <laughs> that are going to make me cry. So I'm going to pass it is a on show this. That makes, it does make you cry. Like every episode really does make you cry. But it's so good. Yes. I envy those who have yet to experience the amazingness of parenthood. That's a strong statement. It's the truth. Hmm. Maybe I should be convinced. I've never watched Friday Night Lights either which uh, people are raving fans of as well. Kyle will not watch that one with me because it is like too PTSD from his actual football coaching days. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. Um, Now, Gossip Girl is one thing that you and I both can agree on. Hashtag Chuck Bass. (laughs) I am still grieving the end of that binge. I I started following Gossip Girl accounts on Instagram just to kind of like get a little daily fix of Gossip Girl in my life. 
Oh, yeah. my word. All right. Well, some of my top ones are Orange is the New Black. Now, since it's a Netflix series, you can only really, you know, watch it binge style. Although, I guess if you have a normal amount of self-control, you could sort of pace it out. But when each new season comes out, we just like watch them one after another. So one of my very favorite series. Also, you know, Rebecca, I don't know if anybody would really want to binge watch this one, but gosh, I have found it so enjoyable. And it's The Office, the American version of The Office. That came to mind for me, too. I watched that in real time, but I was yes. thinking, man, that would be a good one to binge. It is. It is. I'm the same way. I totally watched it in real time from the beginning. But in the evenings before Kyle comes to bed, because he's been working a lot lately, I've been turning on old episodes of The Office. And it's just so comforting. And it is still so funny to me. Still funny after all of these years. So I'm putting that one on my list for sure. And no surprise to anyone, at the top of my list is Lost. I love that series so much. And I had a very different viewing experience of Lost, I think, because I did binge it. We, Kyle and I, it was the first full series that we completely marathoned through. And I think that I've kind of put together a theory that people who binge watch Lost from start to finish are more open to enjoying and being a fan of the way the series ended as opposed to people who watched it in real time, because I think that those who watched it in real time were expecting some really concrete answers to come by the end of the series. And I feel like they went in a little bit more of a abstract philosophical direction with the end. I found the ending to be wildly satisfying and I really loved it. And I think the fact that we watched it straight through from beginning to end really influenced that. So that's a very polarizing thing, whether or not you liked the ending of Lost. I would love to hear what people think about that. So, I am surprised that The Good Wife was not on your list. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about The Good Wife. I feel like I'm reserving that for now because I'm hearing question mark things about this current season that's on. Okay. Um, I do know, you know, I, I loved it and I, I, it was fantastic. By the end of season six, which is where I have left off, there were some places where it was like a little uneven. Some episodes were like fantastic, but some were really, well, hard to get through. And so, and I've heard that this current season is not as enjoyable as the earlier season. So that's why I did not put it on the list because... I'm just, I'm, I'm curious how it's going to play out as the, the show begins to move towards its ending. So, well, of course, there are other ways to spend your free time besides playing around on the internet and binge watching shows on Netflix or Amazon. Lots of us like to spend our free time with a book. Rebecca, I know you have a couple that come to mind for you that you have enjoyed in your free time lately. Well, yes, and I have to admit that when it comes to reading, I really do prefer something that's a little bit more of a gritty drama, not something that you would consider lighthearted. But did I recently try to request another Bachelor Tell All book from my library? Why, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> so you might remember back from the end of the year group show that we did, I shared that I read a bachelor tell-all book all in one day and 
Here I am again trying to request another one from my library. This one was from Andy Dorfman. She was a contestant on The Bachelor when it was Juan Pablo. And then she was a the next Bachelorette. And she wrote a book called It's Not Okay, which is throwing total shade at Juan Pablo because in his whole season, all he kept saying is, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And here she is saying, <laughs> it is not okay. <laughs> That is a hoot. That's so funny. Okay, so so you've requested that one, but you haven't read it yet. Right, I haven't read it yet. So the most recent chick lit type of book that I have read was Me Before You by Jojo Moyes. Have you read this book, Megan? I have not. I'm probably the only female on the planet who hasn't read it. I fully acknowledge that, but I haven't read it. I know the general plot line, though. So the basic plot line, for those who don't know, is there's this this young man who was in this accident and he was paralyzed from the neck down and his mother seeks out a companion type of caregiver to help brighten his days. And this woman comes into his life and this relationship blossoms between them and I won't give anything away, but... It was a good book. I mean, it's coming out as a movie this summer, which is how I first heard about the book because and one of our fellow awesomes put it in on Facebook, the trailer for the movie, and I watched it and I thought, oh my word, this looks amazing. I have got to see this. And then as I was reading the comments, I realized that people were saying it came from this book. I was like, well, I don't have to wait for the movie. I can find out what happens right now. So I read the book and I have to say, I was a little disappointed. I... I think that I kept anticipating everything that I was seeing in the trailer and that that probably skewed my perspective on the book. Um, It was a good read. And then I did read After You, which is the sequel. Um, But in general, I do tend to prefer something with a little bit more meat to it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I totally get it. I do. I'm the same way. I love to read. And I really I read a lot of nonfiction. So I read a lot of like spiritual memoir, other books related to faith. I love to read biography. So I think that my reading tends to also sometimes skew towards the heavier stuff. And so when I am just messing around with some free time on my hands, I do also love to indulge in some lighter reading fare, as you were talking about, Rebecca. Like, I have read every single one of John Grisham's books, his legal thrillers. They're not, like, fine literature, but by golly, I loved every single one of them. (laughs) I also liked Jana Ivanovich's Stephanie Plum series, sort of a private investigator type series. So some of those books that are just fun page turners, I mean, you might even consider them like beach reads, but I don't spend any time at the beach. But when I am just messing around with some time on my hands, those are always fun to pick up. Um, I read a book by Helena Frith Powell called All You Need to Be Impossibly French, a witty investigation into the lives, lusts, and little secrets of French women. It was so fascinating. I think Americans in general are fascinated by French culture. The French people seem so chic and so polished and so very interesting. And that was a really good one. Um, I also love to read memoirs and books from more comedy-based people. For example, Tina Fey, Mindy Kaling, Amy Poehler, their books, I've read them. They are really interesting, so engaging. Jenny Lawson, who is the blogger, she has written a couple of books. I've read her first one called Let's Pretend This Never Happened. Rebecca, that is a book that I read it when I was pregnant with the twins. So it's been a few years ago. And I spent a lot of time in doctor's waiting rooms when I was pregnant with the twins, like a lot. And I would read that 
but I was waiting in doctor's waiting rooms and I would be laughing out loud to the point of like, I was embarrassed for myself. I could not get a hold of myself. Her writing is so funny. Now her follow-up book, Furiously Happy, deals more with her struggles with anxiety and depression. I haven't read that one yet. If you've read it, I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed it, but it's so, so funny. Let's pretend this never happened. Um, Allie Broche, who had the blog that then turned into a book, Hyperbole and a Half, which is like an adult comic kind of book is that is so funny again it deals really frankly with her struggles with depression and but still so enjoyable when when hyperbole and a half first came out as a blog i again it was a complete laugh out loud like tears running down the face kind of comedy another one that i just randomly picked up actually a neighbor gave it to me is by drew mcgarry he's a columnist for gq deadspin other places around the web he has a book of essays on parenting called someone could get hurt <laughs> It's really funny, too. Really, really laugh out loud funny. Now, a lot of these books in the comedy genre have grown up language. So if that's not your thing, be aware of that. But all of these have been really fun ways to spend some free time. I highly recommend all of them. I never read comedies, I feel like. Really? I I don't think so. So you need to, you're going to put all these in the show notes, right? Because we need a list of all of these recommendations. Yes. Now, do you, have you, back to more of the chick lit, have you ever read Emily Griffin? She wrote Something Borrowed, and she wrote the book Something Blue. No, I have not read any of hers. I really liked her a lot. Something Borrowed is the story of a woman falling for her friend's fiancé. Ooh, scandal. And then, yes, I love a little scandal in my you life. You Well, not in my life. <laughs> no, no, in someone else's life, though. Yes, exactly. Sign Rebecca up. <laughs> and then Something Blue is the sequel to that book. And I really enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was good. I've read a couple more of Emily Giffen's books since then. And again, they're just like the lighthearted, like you're not reading it to be a better person. You're reading it to get some fluff in your life. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Okay. Well, we asked to hear from you all about some of the ways that you enjoy spending your free time when you have it. All of us are pressed for time, but hopefully we're all carving out a little bit of free time to just let our minds take a little vacation. So we're going to hear from some of uh, your responses. In fact, here's one that our listener, Rachel G, emailed to us. She said, hey, Megan, I wanted to share how I waste my time. Oftentimes, my only free time is late at night, so I research Myers-Briggs late into the night. I often stay up later than I expect or want to. This can range from reading the profiles to watching videos on YouTube to going on a personality forum. I've even pulled an all-nighter a couple of times this way. I've known about this theory for about 10 years that I still cannot get enough. Anyway, thanks for letting me share about my obsession. I feel better now. And then she said, Myers-Briggs for life, Rachel. So (laughs) I thought that one was so fun. So we're going to hear from a few more of you all about what you like to do in your free time. Hi, awesomes. This is Ashley from Sacramento, and I like to waste time in the obvious ways, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing. But I also like to play some iPhone games. I like different puzzle games and that kind of thing, but mostly I like room escape games, specifically one called The Room, and it has a few different iterations, and I've obsessed over all three of them and beat them all and just really have a great time playing those and wasting time that way. 
Hey awesomes, this is Christine listening in Los Angeles. So I find myself wasting time most in my own head. This is for all of you other Myers-Briggs nerds. As an INFJ, I get into flow once I have sensory deprivation. So this comes for me at bedtime when the lights are out and everything's quiet. That's when my brain really gets going. So I have literally planned some of my most successful events, written really tasty recipes, even come up with creative gift ideas, all while trying to fall asleep. Um, And I would love to connect with any other INFJs out there who find themselves in this same boat, wasting time in their own heads, just like me. Okay, well, Rebecca, can you think of anything that we missed? Is there anything else? Or does that pretty much wrap up what we are doing in our free time? Well, I do have to confess, I have one more thing that is wasted so much of my time that it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> it's this, it's a game. It's an app for like my, my tablet. Do you play any games or? I do not. I will tell you what, I, I know myself well enough to know that I just, my self-control is so limited that if I do have games on my phone or anything, I, it will be a bad scene. It'll be a bad scene for my time management skills. So I just avoid them out of hand altogether. Well, yes, you should avoid this one because I have wasted so much time on this app and there's like no, there's like no benefit to it. It's just pure 100% a waste of time. And I have cried over this game, (gasps) not just once, but twice. Cried real tears? Cried real tears. Like I am mad at myself for crying, but can't stop crying real tears over this game. And the game is Cooking Fever. (laughs) Cooking Fever. Well, that doesn't sound stressful, but... I know. It's because I'm an ESFP, F to the extreme. Yes, okay. Okay, here's the story. Here's what happened. Cooking Fever. It is a cooking game, okay? So you open up a restaurant, customers come to your little counter, you have this food to prepare as you move into different levels. They order more and more food and they come faster and it's harder and yada yada. And you got to serve the food and get the order right and give it to the right person. Okay. okay. It's fun. Again, and doesn't then, sound stressful, but. No, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you earn money and you can earn tips and then you have to earn so much money in order to advance onto the next round. And then you can use some of that money to pay for upgrades and you can upgrade your equipment so that the food cooks faster. You can upgrade the food so it's better quality and then you can charge more for it than earning more money. You can also upgrade like the interior of your restaurant to make your customers more comfortable so they'll wait longer and give you bigger tips and things like that. Yeah, it's not stressful. But what is stressful is when you are having just like a really hard month, which I was this past December. It was not like my, it was not the highlight of my year. And I just blocked out the chaos going on around me by playing this game. And then my kids played it too. And Noah came up to me and told me that all of the restaurants in our cooking game disappeared. (laughs) Okay. He had somehow gone into the settings of the game and reset the game back to its original setting. Oh, no. And it's the type of thing where you earn money, and then you get to open (laughs) more restaurants, and then more. And it's, I, I, Megan, I was so mad that all of the work that I had done in Cooking Fever was lost that I cried. All your hard work down the drain. Such... (laughs) such important hard work as it was, all of it 
right down the kitchen drain in oh cooking fever. Oh my gosh, yes. I was so upset. And I said to Nate, I said, I, that's it. Like, this game is done. Like, I'm never going to play it again. Like, there's, I, cannot, <laughs> I cannot rebuild, okay? I can't. <laughs> and then, I'm not kidding, like a week later, I don't know what happened. We turned off our tablet and like restarted it or whatever. And it all came back, Megan. Oh, wow. It was no joke. It was a Christmas miracle. And once again, I cried. <laughs> But this time, tears of happiness? Yes. And I just felt like, oh, God is, like, rewarding me for... (laughs) I'm having such a bad time. And he's saying, Rebecca, I care. Here. Cooking fever. I'm giving this back to you. (laughs) That is a beautiful story. Oh, yeah. wonderful. And I really love the game. We have, like, 14 restaurants or something like that. I, I even, like, went into the reviews to, like, read, like, hacks on, like, how to, like, do things better. I'm I, I'm really ridiculous. So you're still playing it? You're still actively oh, yes. building your restaurants? Yes. And, wow. Yes. It's, and it was, I would say it's good for kids because yeah. it's, it's a really clean game. You can teach budgeting skills. Well, yes. <laughs> um, Noah plays it. He's really too young for it, but he just messes around. You can get, like, certain um, – rewards for accomplishing different tasks and noah has earned me all of the rewards that are related to burning food and turning away customers (laughs) there you go there you go okay yeah that's exactly why i don't have games because i have i don't have like a governor that says like okay time to back off of this and go back to real life (laughs) so i just can't do them at all i i feel your pain i do Okay, well, we would love to hear from you as we are celebrating April Fool's Day and talking about all of these wonderful ways that life offers us to spend our time fooling around in our free time. So come find us on social media. Let's talk. Rebecca, where can we find you all around the web? You can find me at simplyrebecca.com and then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at simplyrebecca. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. Come find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. And the show is also on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffer, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com, where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at progermusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life Sorta amazingly awesome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.